summary of the Sikha. In this week's parsha, we have the mitzvah of Anoka, which means the Torah says that when somebody has a slave and the slave is going free, there's a mitzvah to give him parting gifts. It's called Hanukkah. Parting gifts. So the Chinuch, when he tell, gives this mitzvah, he says that even though this mitzvah only applies to an evet, to a slave, and a slave only applies in the time that yoyvel is noyig, that you have the yoyvel, which today we don't. Because you can only buy a slave and sell a slave during yoyvel, but now it doesn't apply anymore. It's abolished. The laws of slavery right now are abolished. So, But still, we can apply this as good moral ethics that when somebody hires someone, whether it's for a long period of time or a short period of time, when he is leaving your employ, you should also give him some parting gifts, just like the Torah says by the Ebedivri. So the Minchas Chinuch, a commentary on, the famous commentary on the Chinuch says, that when could we say that the Minchas, that the Chinuch wants to say that we should compare today's day and age and giving gifts to uh, an employee, to an Ebedivri, that is only according to the uh, opinion in the Gemara. There's a machlegis in the Gemara whether the laws of Anaka apply to all Jewish slaves that leave slavery or it only applies to an Eved Ivri, a Jewish slave that was sold by the Bezdin. But as, uh, an Eved Ivri that sold himself into slavery, the laws of Anaka do not apply. There's a machlekes about it in the Gemara. So this can only apply according to the one that says applies also to somebody who sells himself into slavery because then it's a matter of moral ethics and therefore why, can, why not apply it to an employee as well but according to the opinion that says that it only applies to somebody that was sold by the Bezdin and it does not apply to somebody who sold himself into slavery and there's a Pasuk that says because the law of Hanukkah is written in the context of somebody that was sold by the Bezdin and it says you shall give him parting gifts from which the Gemara learns according to that opinion that only to him should you give gifts. In other words, the one that sold himself that was sold by the Bezdin. But somebody who sold himself should, does not have to be given parting gifts. In other words, it's not really a mar- matter of, of moral ethics because if it was moral ethics, why leave out the one that sold himself into slavery? So it is, for some reason, we don't know. The Torah decided that you should give, it, give Hanukkah, but only in the context in which the Torah said it. So it's not a matter of moral ethics. How could you apply it to an employee, an employer relationship? And the Minchas Chinuch remains with a question because the Rambam says that Hanaka only applies to a Machru Bezdin. Somebody was sold by the Bezdin. And the Chinuch, which generally follows the laws, the, the, uh, the direction of the Rambam, yet even though the Rambam Paskans that it's only, it only applies to Machru Bezdin, the Chinuch still applies it to any employee-employer relationship, which seems to be a contradiction, as we just explained. So the Rebbe says, perhaps we could explain this um, irregularity according to the, the Chinuch in this way. There are two ways of looking at, the, at according to the opinion that says that it only applies to the Machru Bezdin and not to the one that sold himself. There are two ways of looking at it. One way is, the whole concept of Hanukkah, of giving parting gifts, is a novel mitzvah. 
we don't understand why the, this mitzvah applies so therefore whenever the Torah gives a novel mitzvah you can only apply it to the context in which it, the Torah says it you can't just apply it widely because it's a very novel thing how do you know where it applies so we apply it only to where the Torah said it which is to the one who sold, was sold by the Bezdin and therefore it doesn't apply anywhere else to the Meicher to, to the one who sold himself and uh, accordingly you wouldn't be able to apply it to an employee-employee relationship in our day and age the other way of looking at it is the novelty of this halacha is not that you should give parting gifts the novelty of the halacha is that you shouldn't give a par- you don't have to give a parting gift to somebody who sold himself into slavery that's what's novel about it so therefore the novelty of it remains um, or, or the, the narrow application remains only in the novelty which means to an, a slave that sold himself into, the, into slavery the Torah for some reason insists that you don't have to give him pardon gifts but you could apply since the idea of giving pardon gifts is not novel that makes sense therefore why not apply it to somebody in our day and age to an employee-employee relationship as well and so therefore the chinuch is correct he's not talking about a, a slave that sells himself into slavery that's not even possible today so he's talking about an employee-employee relationship so why not even according to the one that says that, a, that it only applies to someone who sold himself into slavery it could still apply to anyone other than the one who sold himself into slavery an employee-employee relationship in our day and age could be included as well so there's no contradiction it's not that the Chinuch departs from the Rambam he goes along with the Rambam's opinion and perhaps we can also explain these two approaches to the exclusion to the limitation of Hanukkah that we just explained which can be dependent also on how do we understand the very idea of Hanukkah what is the meaning of Hanukkah why does, it, why does the Torah uh, suggest it or expect it one approach is that it is a, a payment of wages it's a new payment of wages that the Torah in, uh, introduces where do we see this? We see actually that the Gemara said, the Gemara seems to say that that's what it is, because there's a discussion in the Gemara, what happens if the slave died before the owner gave him his parting gifts? Do the children, do the heirs inherit? Can they bring into business and say, we want to have the Hanukkah? So the Gemara says that the Torah calls this man, the slave, also by the name a hired hand, Sachir, and just like it, without question, if somebody owes, uh, somebody worked for you, and then he died, and before you had a chance to pay him, of course you have to pay the heirs the money that you owe him. So here, the Hanukkah also has to be paid to the heirs. So in other words, that it is, in a sense, a, a payment of wages owed to him, which the Torah decided a new wage. So here, it's the payment of this wage which is a novel idea why would you have to pay a wage when you already paid him wages for you, when he, you bought him as a slave that's the wage that he was paid so why do you have to pay this new wage so the, the payment of the wage is something novel that's the novelty of this halacha 
Another way of looking at it is that the Hanukkah is like Stokka. It's something that you should give beyond what you owe him. It's not that you owe him that. It's just something, you do something nice for someone that worked for you, put in a lot of time with you. And therefore, that's a pretty logical thing. That isn't something which is so novel. The novelty is not so great. Why should you do something nice for somebody that uh, worked for you? Why not? That seems the right thing to do. So here, the novelty of the halacha is that why then doesn't it apply to somebody that sold himself into slavery? Why shouldn't he get the same benefit? It's not that you owe him, but something nice, why not do it for him? So the novelty is that he is left out of it, not that the, the one that was sold by the bezin does get it. In other words, that they depend on each other. These two ways of looking at it answer each other's, uh, uh, sort of define why it works the way it does. What's the Rambam's opinion? We find that where does the Rambam place the laws of Hanukkah in Sefer HaMitzvahs? Where he groups together certain types of mitzvahs which belong together, which are of the same category. He doesn't put it by the laws of slavery. He puts it at, right after the laws of Tzedakah. So clearly the Rambam considers Hanukkah to be a matter of Tzedakah. In other words, that it's a perfectly logical thing what is illogical, what, is, what uh, confounds logic is why was Mahru Bezdin left out of it? So therefore, because it is a logical thing and it is a matter of good moral ethics, so then why shouldn't we compare today's employee-employer relationship to the law of Hanukkah? It should, and even the Rambam would agree that it should be considered, uh, that that should be considered as well. Therefore, the Rebbe says, since it, it, according to this, that everybody seems to agree that, that it does apply, that it could apply to an employee-employer relationship, this should be made, people should be made aware of this. If somebody worked for you, and, and he leaves at the end of his contract, then it really doesn't matter whether, whether you were happy with his work, or he didn't, weren't happy with his work, if he worked for you for a long time, worked for you for a short time, as long as he's not leaving in the middle of his contract. If he leaves in the middle of his contract, then the law is Hanukkah doesn't apply by a slave also. If a slave bought out his contract, there's no Hanukkah. So if he leaves early, it doesn't apply. But if he worked the full period of his, of his contract, or if you let him go for whatever reason, whether you were short of work or you weren't happy with his work, it doesn't matter. You should be giving him Hanukkah. You should be giving parting gifts, severance pay. And the Hanukkah is not that you're paying him his wages even after you fired him. And not even that you paid him a bonus that you promised him after you fired him. This has to be over and above what you owe him for his work and the bonus that you promised him. There should be some sort of a severance for, which, you know, for the sake of Hanukkah. It's just like everything in the Torah has its spiritual practice as well, besides for the literal practice. So in, in Hanukkah there's also such a thing. My, the Rebbe's father explains in Masech Tekedushim, which talks about, um, where it talks about Hanukkah, that an Evedivri is someone that, uh, someone that has descended into Meichen de Katnus, uh, intellect on a lower level, on a childish level. And therefore, when he is going to freedom, the master is required to give him as a parting gift, Meichen de Katnus, to bring him back up to an adult level or a, a higher level of Meichen. 
And that's why the Rebbe's father said the Torah specifies three different types of anoka. It has to come from your, from your sheep, from your grain, and from your wine. Three things, because there are three levels of intellect that refers to the three levels of intellect. Now, the Odin, the master and the, and the slave can also apply, in a certain sense, to the teacher and the student. As we see that Rabbi Yechanan said to someone that if you give me the answer for this question, I'll bring your shoes behind you to the, to the bathhouse. In other words, he was comparing the relationship between a teacher and a student to that of a slave and a master. That's the kind of thing that a slave would do for his master. So therefore, a teacher needs to know that he has to give parting gifts to a student. He was, he's been teaching the student, he has to give him parting gifts. What does it mean literally in actual practice? When a teacher teaches a student, it's not enough that he teaches him a very basic level of, what the, the, of the subject that he's teaching. He has to give him also the depth of it. He has to explain to him what, what's behind it, why is it so and so on. And even if it takes time to teach that, you still have to put yourself into that. But that can only, you would, you would expect that that would only be something that the child, the child can understand, something that is within grasp of the student. But do I have to teach him something the way I understand it? That, would be, that wouldn't be required. Comes along Hanuk and says that when you teach a student, you have to make sure that that student should get, get everything that you have to give. If you understand it that way, you have to make sure that somehow, maybe when he departs, maybe when he get, grows up, but you have to give him the ability to be able to reach your level of understanding. That's how not The same applies also in a teacher-student relationship when somebody is so you might say he's a beginner I'll teach him what he needs to know as a beginner he can't do everything anyway at the beginning so the Torah says no since you are his teacher because you taught him something you teach him something you become his teacher so you also have to give him anaka, which means the ability to be able to reach your level of Torah and mitzvahs not that he should remain a beginner or so that he'll never get to your level you have to make every effort that he should get to your level as well and when we do this kind of Aveda we are called the servants of Hashem and we do it for the six years of slavery which is the period of slavery which means the six millennium the Shita Al-Fashni the six thousand years that is this world we will get to uh, in the seventh millennium we will go free we will go free, Mashiach will come. And then Hashem will give not just the reward which we deserve, which we earn, but also our naka, which means something way beyond what we truly earned, something that is not deserved necessarily. It's staka, it's on the level of a charitable gift, because it's completely beyond what we earned. And this will take place in the seventh millennium when Mashiach comes.